Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Late Night Rentals. I'm your host Brandon, joined with me as always is my co-host and wife Shariah. And this week we bedazzle ourselves. Oh yeah. We're going to bedazzle our clothing, uh-huh. our furniture. Uh-huh. We're even going to get crazier. We're going to bedazzle our car. Ooh, ooh, I like this. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. Elliot Richards needs a life. You're the man, Elliot. It's all about first impression. Go over there and say hello. But most of all, he wants Allison. Hi. Hi. Do I know you? Oh, I sure hope so. We've only been working together for the last four years. I don't think I've ever seen you before. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm here with some friends, and I was wondering if maybe you wanted them. Elliot has never had any of his dreams come true. I would give anything to have that girl in my life. Until now. Hello. <laughs> you're very glib. I bet you're a whiz with the ladies. <laughs> well. Let's go someplace quiet so we can talk. Um, okay. What if I told you that I have the power to give you anything and everything you've always dreamed of? Who are you? Promise not to tell anyone? I'm the devil. Yeah, right. <laughs> the devil, Satan, Lucifer, the Prince of Darkness. Well, the Princess of Darkness, anyway. Why don't we take a look at the contract? I, the devil, with offices in Purgatory Hell in Los Angeles, will give you seven wishes for one piddling little soul. Is this real? It could be. Sign it, Elliot. Okay. I wish that I were married to Allison and that I were very, very rich and very powerful. You got it. Muy buenos días, señor. Elliot may have seven wishes. You turned me into a drug dealer! What's the big deal? You asked for rich and powerful. But she's not going to give him. Back so soon. A chance in hell. Bedazzled. Nobody gets it totally right right away. That's why you get seven wishes. Besides, do I look like somebody who tried to trick you? Alrighty, we're back. Back yeah. after a, a little bit of a Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Things got a little uh, a little busier than we expected. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. Mm-hmm. But we're stuffed now. We're <laughs> full of Turk. Even after a week. I think there's still some turkey in the fridge. Th- there is. There's, a, there's still a drumstick in there. Jesus Christ. Alright, well... This week we watched a 2000, a remake made in the year 2000, a remake from a movie in 1967 called mm-hmm. Bedazzled. Now this was, uh, I can't remember this being, I don't want to say a big movie for me as a kid, but it was one of those that, how do I explain it? It was always on the rental shelf. And oh, for yeah. some reason, the reason why, another reason why I wanted to do this movie, for some odd reason... It was a movie that would just show up regularly in our house on rental weekend. Like, because we uh, would go. We, we did would, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think maybe mom really enjoyed it for some reason. But especially when it became, oh, what is, like, no longer a new release. Yeah. You know, and where you could just, for a dollar, you get it for five days. Yeah, five days dollars. <laughs> deals. So it was just, it was one of those things where I think every Friday mom would just go back and renew it with a dollar and because for some reason it just always stayed on our shelf and it always had the movie madness sticker on it mm-hmm. poor bastards out there whoever wanted to see it <laughs> never got around to seeing it because mom had it um 
but I can kind of remember things about it. I I know the devil in this in the remake is Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, she looks tight, real good. Tight bod, <laughs> tight bod. But I uh, I can still remember now. This, this movie wasn't my first introduction to her. It was of course Austin Powers. Yep. International Man of Mystery. Oh, it came out the same year actually, two thousand. Oh, that's so, cool. So you had a two thousand was her year. I always thought she was a Spice Girl before really yeah there was something that I, maybe because she's british <laughs> and she looked good yeah so i i can remember as a kid i was like whoa i guess the spice girls are break, breaking up <laughs> she's going off doing her own thing that's funny but yeah i guess let's get into the movie itself okay watching it again uh yeah i there were a lot of funny moments but there was a, also like a little like ooh, early 2000 2000s cringe <laughs> Yeah, there's now before before we get too deep in it. This is directed by a wonderful guy who who died not too long ago, yeah. uh, Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. as everyone will know as Egon Spangler in oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, but he did he he actually has a fun filmography. You know, he did Caddyshack, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's he he as a director had a lot of fun things to say. I but I don't I don't see it a lot in this one. You know, I don't. Yeah. Well, this was, you could tell it was a little bit bigger budget. It had a very famous actor, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have a lot of control over it. It could be, I yeah. guess. The budget, well, I guess this was 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget being, I think, almost 50 million. Yeah. Not, especially. That's not yeah. too much. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, though, at this time being a huge deal. This was his era. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he really kicked it off with The Mummy. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those names where he was in everything like Tarzan. Yeah. He would show up in Tarzan. Uh, and then... George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're... Yeah. It's basically Tarzan. <laughs> um, And then some, some flops, like, even though I really enjoy it, like Monkey Bone. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, there's... There, it starts off interesting, uh, Bedazzle does. Mm-hmm. I just think the overall wishes, like the, the how the wishes are played out, are, I think is I think is what kind, I don't know. It kind of like depresses me in a sense where it's like, oh, this could have been. There's so many interesting choices that could have been done. Yeah, I think the most interesting wild choices is the first one where he ends up becoming a Colombian drug lord. Yeah, where it's like really big and adventurous. Yeah, I I still think it could have been. I, there's little things I think that could have been done better though. Like uh, I wish like a 1970s action flick. You know oh. how how the camera would always like when the villain announces himself and yeah. the camera would just do that quick zoom up onto his face. Oh yeah. And he's like Telemundo, you know, like just announcing himself. <laughs> like the first wish where it was like a drama Spanish yeah. episode or series. almost like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah I wish it was kind of handled in that manner. I see, I see. You yeah. know what I mean? None of the none of the wishes, none of the none, none of the world that he's in feels very exuberant. Right. I think that would have been a great opportunity to get really crazy. Uh-huh. Maybe some of the wishes himself, like I, uh, I know when he one of the wishes when he wants to be someone important. Right. He ends up becoming the president. Yeah. Uh, Abe Lincoln, and like I think instead of that. Because it didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it... I want to be of someone of importance. Like, what if he was a really famous detective? And then she put him in, like, a really, like, gritty, seedy, like, noir-type world. Yeah, so you really want those wishes to be around surrounding, like, his whole world, not just based off his personality. Right. I okay. think, you know, I think it would have... I don't know. It, it, that would have been more interesting to me. Especially uh, another wish when he becomes overly sensitive. 
which yeah. is, I think, one of the better ones. I just like how <laughs> Brendan Fraser emotes his, like, his facial expressions. Oh my gosh, yeah. What is it? It's at sunset again. And I worry about the dolphins. I wrote a song about them. Would you like to hear it? Now I... I... Mayonnaise. Swimming by the sandy shore. Dancing up among the waves. Dolphin, dolphin, I adore everything you are. You're so much more than a fish to me. My playful friend beneath the sea. I have to stop. Good. I mean, oh, why? But still, like I, that I think should have been treated like um, almost like those, like a 1950s beach movie. Oh, yeah. You like, know what I mean? It needs more character. The, That's the ov- what it needs. Yeah. The overall world of The Wish, I think, is what really, really lacks character. Yeah. I agree. Um, because Brendan Fraser... You know, even the ones that don't work, like Abe Lincoln, mm-hmm. everything else sort of does. And I like what he as himself does within the environment. Yeah, especially with the basketball player. Yeah, it's oh hilarious. Goodness. Like, he's just a dumb jock. And everywhere, yeah. everyone who speaks to him is like, he can't understand them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wish the environment would have played. I wish they would have let the environment play with Brendan Fraser as yeah. much as Brendan Fraser tries to play with the because environment. Because he really carried this movie. He... Not much was going on around him, but he's the one who really pulled it through. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely focused on him. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's that that classic, you know, uh, idea, um, uh, a person who doesn't really have a lot going for them in their life. Right. And they, they yearn to have something more. Yeah. Only to realize, as the movie at the end, you know, tells you the, the simple message that, oh, things can't just be solved with a simple wish. Right. You know. So I, I get all that. I just wish there was more... Uh, it really needs more of a creative pull. I see that, yeah. The dynamic between him and Elizabeth Hurley, I think, is really fun. Oh, yeah, I really like the relationship. It's really yeah, it's yeah. funny. So out of out of all the wishes, which one's your favorite? Oh, man. um, It's between the Colombian one <laughs> yeah. and the basketball one. Yeah. I think mine has to be the basketball one. Yeah. There's just so many things that I, I love the constant use. I love that his vocabulary is so minimal. Yeah. That the only thing he can... We did good! We did good. You always got to give 110%. Always 110%. I think we played pretty good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> some some say, you know, that we did good. I think we did good. <laughs> well, you know, you go out there and you give 110% and you want to play good and, you know, you hope you play good. I think we played pretty good tonight. Well, in the lexicon of sports terminology, and I don't mean to sound contrary here, the word good falls tragically short of encompassing the sheer virtuosity of your performance this evening. Um, well, you know, there's no I in the word team, and this is a team effort, and I just want to say that I'm really proud to be associated with these fine individuals that I have the pleasure of working with. Now, I would never want to diss your teammates in any way, shape, or form, but you do realize that you smashed the bits Will Chamberlain's heretofore unbreakable record of 100 points in a single basketball game set in Hershey, Pennsylvania all those years ago. Oh, man, you know, you just got to play one game at a time and go out there and give 110%, and uh, you just got to show you want it more than they do when chips fall where they may. Thank you very much. Uh, back to you, Jerry and Dan. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. And I love the uh, I love the, the profusing, like, the just the, the nasty sweat that comes off of him. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because it, it, it re- for some reason, I think, uh, whether it, it was or not, I don't know, but I, I like... And then it almost kind of like harkens back to another favorite uh, gag of mine in Airplane. 
when he's trying to land the plane and sweat's just constantly coming off yeah. of his face. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Right on. So I'm wondering if I almost assumed that was kind of like maybe a respect to airplane. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> What's your least favorite wish? Uh, oh, what scenario? Um, I'd have to say the sensitive one. I know, even though he gives really great facial expressions, uh-huh. it, that one just is like, eh. Yeah. You know, eh. <laughs> I can. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's that's. Because it was right after the Colombian War, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's for some reason the like the Colombian when he's the Colombian uh, drug lord. That it, was like it was had everything, had everything the drama, was... the action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just each it, wish it just... went down. Yeah, you could just tell like every time he wished, it just got less and less interesting. Right, right, right. My least favorite is the Abraham Lincoln one. Yeah, because I think there actually could have been. I'd have to really sit down and think, of course, but mm-hmm. I think there had been a a, a, a a more interesting way to handle that. Right. I could see what they were doing. They just wanted to get a wish done, get it done quickly, because they had, were running, probably running on time on movie. That's another issue. Uh-huh. I think maybe there's too many wishes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just fill an hour and a half slot, because you have, you know, you're wasting almost the first 15, 20 minutes introducing our character, mm-hmm. introducing the devil. Yeah. Introducing the deal. You know what I mean? So by the time you even get through the first wish, I think we were already close to the 35, 40 minute mark. Right. So, I mean, it just gets to that point where it's, I think maybe if it was down to like, like the classic three wishes, mm-hmm. I think that would have been cool. And then they, then they could be a little bit bigger and a little bit more. Right, right. The the world itself could have been more exuberant. It yeah. could have had more character. That would have been cool. The Lincoln one, I can understand why they did that. It's not only for time and we know exactly what happens, which it, I think is kind of funny. Yeah. But, um. Well, yeah. it has, to me, oddly enough, though, the least favorite wish of mine has the funniest gag. And it's so quick, uh-huh. and it's when, you know, he's, he, he, Brendan Fraser already knows that he's <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, he knows he's going to get shot, yeah. but someone opens up a champagne bottle, yeah. and the court goes, it just goes, pop, and the, just the way he, his reaction is. Yeah, he just turns around real quickly, like, <laughs> it's hilarious, because he's like, what player are we at? <laughs> if you hear any trucks in the background, <laughs> we're sorry. Goddamn dump truck. What the hell? Oh, damn the devil! Hell! Oh, shoot! <laughs> it's trash day. It is, and they're supposed to—they're supposed to be here three hours ago. I know they're kind of late today. Fucking bastards! Yeah, no. Should sue. We should. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I—I I was kind of worried coming into this one, not having much to say. Yeah. It's one of those that, after watching it again, it's not a movie I until today watching it or until we decided to put together the list for the, uh, for you know for the next four it was one of those i was like oh yeah bedazzled yeah I, it was nothing i really had any my there was no brain space to remember bedazzled <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not a shit movie it's not it is boring it's a little boring but it, it's it like it's got some comedy it's it's just standard yeah it's very standard it's very cut and dry yeah um, it feels very studio driven, just like, uh-huh. Hey, you know, Brendan Fraser's big and I don't know, let's re what's a movie we can remake? How about that 1967 movie bedazzled? Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> you know, we can't think of anything original, <laughs> <laughs> which I think, but I don't know. I, there's something, I don't have anything against a remake of, of nothing at all. No, I don't either. 
But if you're going to do it, approach it with something different. Different. Or if you're going to like attack it with something unique. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this movie sorely lacks is there's just no unique there's no uniqueness behind anything that he does. And I think the wishes themselves that's where it could have really shined. Right. That's where the movie could have stood out yeah. and have an identity. Sort of like uh, have you I don't think you've seen Waxwork, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, it's uh it's about these kids that go to a wax museum. And once they cross the rope into whatever that scene is, oh yes, I have seen that movie. I the world seen the becomes it, the world becomes themed. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I think that's what I really really wanted the most out of this. Yeah, I really wish the world itself, like I said, the Colombian drug lord. The yeah, wish, they, that one really matched well. It almost kind of like they tease you. They're like, hey, these are the wishes are going to be about, and it's just like, yay. <laughs> yeah, there's just. Now, granted, I know everything's about the whole story revolves around him wanting to get with Allison. Right. And it's all about his emotions. And because he's he's a big ass wimp in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very pushover, not much of a spine and uh, kind of sad. Yeah, it is a little sad. It is a little sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially when his so-called work friends like really don't want to be around him and just kind of shun him. And they're just like, ew. the sadness behind it is more that. Brendan Fraser's character in the beginning is something, unfortunately, it's someone you know or yeah. have known before. Right. You know, they try too hard. And those are the type of characters that uh, I take, it's weird, I do it in daily life. I see people react the way they do to Brendan Fraser daily. Yeah. So I try and do my best. I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, wonderful for doing this, but I like to try and talk to those type of people just to be friendly with them because that's all they need. Yeah. They just need that one moment of someone just saying, hey, how are you? How's your day going? And then when you see it on screen, it's just like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but then it, it even, uh, granted, Elizabeth Hurley is the devil. Like, yeah. what what else do you expect from her? But it's almost like it's even more heartbreaking at just how fucked up she makes the situation more. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she looks for those loopholes in his wishes and make sure that when he gets into the wish, mm-hmm. it's devastating. Yeah, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's much of a cover art to talk about for you. Um, not really. I mean, it's just basic. You have her. It was one of it's. It's when we're starting to creep into that era of just quick Photoshop. Yep, just quick photo. Boom, put the done. actors up. You know. Put the name on there. Because uh, what was it? Late '90s, early 2000s. The whole like, let's have the cast line up. Yeah. The, you what? know, like Scream, Faculty, uh, yep. Phantoms. I think maybe maybe disturbing behavior. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was just I don't know if it was the whole cast, but just that yeah. whole let's have the entire cast just line up yeah. and just look. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, oh, that's the selling point now. Right? Yeah, they just have like the but two the of them on the, the cover. the same thing. Yeah. 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 Sorry, guys. There's not. I, I'm glad we got to this one. Yeah. Uh, I was interested into seeing it again, mm-hmm. and like I said in the beginning of the episode, I I always remember the rental being next to the TV. Oh yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, oh shit, our are we really going to rack up a $100 late fee for Bedazzle? <laughs> Goddamn, Mom. <laughs> Just go out and buy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not much after today. I honestly don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it. Oh, really? See, I might pop it in maybe like once every two years. <laughs> <laughs> every two years? Just to get a little fresher for it. Yeah, it, and... The only way I'm ever going to go back to it is if you do that and I just happen to glance at it and, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's nothing against, it's just not a, it's just nothing for me. Yeah, I understand. You know, it just doesn't work for me. Right. Uh, 
like I've said numerous times already, if they would have taken more of a creative angle in, in his wishes, mm-hmm. I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I don't have anything else more to say about it. <laughs> so what do you give it? I give it a single no. Wow. First no on here. Wait, no, I did no on... Uh... Did I do no on Cherry Falls? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, our second no. <laughs> I gave it a single yes, just because it was a little bit of nostalgia for me. And th- there is some humor in it. Yeah, there is. It's just not enough for me. And right on. There was a moment where I, I started drifting off. Ah. About the middle of the movie, I I felt a little tired. <laughs> you know, it's just because there was just nothing engaging for me. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, because those two, Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Fraser, are well together. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is well. Uh, I have, I remember seeing the original a long time ago. This was probably mid mid to late teens, only because I was aware of the remake. I was like, ah, well, it was on Encore one day, and yeah. I just happened to just like, oh, I'll, I'll record it. Recorded it and went back that night and watched it. It's fun. Yeah. It's not bad either. Definitely, I think, honestly, it's definitely uh, an idea that should have been remade, and I'm glad it was. Yeah. You know, give a whole, give a, well, at this, now at the time, give it a 21st century, you know, perspective. Mm-hmm. But again, just no, just nothing out of the box, nothing out of the ordinary. Right. It feels, feels bland. <laughs> you know? It's a bland movie. It's like, it's like how I can't be, I can't stand being fed spaghetti with just sauce. Like, I was like, come on, there's got to be meat. Or at least mushrooms. Like something, you gotta give me some kind of texture. This movie has no <laughs> mushrooms and no meat. This movie is spaghetti with no meat and mushrooms. It's just, it's just noodle and sauce. <laughs> you're, you're given the foundation, <laughs> but no substance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I guess that's gonna be it this for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry it's short. Like I said, once the holidays start creeping up, it gets a little, a little hectic. Yeah, we'll be releasing our new list soon. Yeah, a whole new four movies. Uh, we definitely have two down. Yeah. We're trying to think of another two, but I'll release that uh, this week coming up. Try to. Yeah. So other than that, as always, you can find me on Facebook, Brandon M. Sawkill, S-A-L-K-I-L. You can find me on Twitter, at bsawkill1990. If you really like this movie and, and want to talk about it and try to convince me as to why it might be worthy to, to see it again. Mm-hmm. Definitely let me know. I'm always interested in in something like that. I want to know if there's something I'm not seeing. So other than that, I'm Brandon. I'm Shariah. And as always, if you're bored, get yourself a late night rental.